1: Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table.
0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. I'm John and I'm here with my friend and co-host Jalen. Jalen, it's good to see you as always. Um, Just really glad that we can hang out. So what have you been up to this week? What's up, John? Uh, So this week we have, as of recording, have just
1: celebrated uh, Lunar New Year. And so I got a chance to uh, spend some time. My my family went out to the the western suburbs of Chicago where my in-laws live. We hung out with them. And then, uh, the date the I guess, lunar new year, new year's Eve, I spent with my brother's family and my mom. And so, uh, had some, had some good family gatherings, had some really good food. Uh, we did hot pot, uh, on both nights. Um, and that was fun. My kids enjoy hot pot a lot. And so, uh, I do as well. And I know you do. And that's a tradition that, uh, it is probably familiar for a lot of families but yes. we did that and that was fun but um, I'm super sore and exhausted this week just uh, we had a huge snowstorm in Chicago this week mm. and so it was we, I think we ended up getting like 10 inches of snow and like just backbreaking work of course you know I, I think I was telling you earlier you know you you' not being in Chicago you don't get snow as much or you don't get the kind of snow that we get out here right We don't get but, snow ever. You know, <laughs> Well, that's nice, but you know, I like the idea of snow, but when it actually happens, it's just exhausting. So it's, it was one of those situations where I went out early in the morning, I shoveled, you know, the sidewalk, the porch, the driveway, and it's literally like I turn around and it's like, I didn't do anything because the snow is (laughs) continuously following very heavy. Yeah. And so, um, I just, yeah, those are, these are the moments where I really dislike the Chicago weather, you know, mm. but otherwise fine week, busy week, but that was, that was kind of the, the update for that. But yeah, good to
0: see you too. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit jealous that, you know, I, I missed that Chicago weather, but I think you're right. Like I probably just missed the idea of it or just looking at it, but if you have to shovel it when it's like super wet and heavy or cold and frozen, yeah, you know, I don't think I miss any of that. So yeah, I'll send you a picture. Yes, please. That that's <laughs> probably the best case scenario. Actually, is that I just get to look at pictures of it without mm-hmm. having to to deal with it. So, but yeah, I you know my week's been good. Um, today has been kind of a kind of a busy day, uh, and an orth an unorthodoxly busy busy day. Um, I have been working on a video for our Sunday service and um it's a video kind of recap slash some testimonies from our recent young adult retreat and uh video editing is not something that i do regularly um it's been a long time since i've i've done it i think the last time was probably early on in my internship at uh wheaton chinese alliance church and so it's probably been at least a decade since i've had to edit anything any video um now i do all the You know the editing for this podcast but editing audio and video are two completely different animals um and so i spent a good five hours this afternoon sitting at my desk um trying to learn how to use davinci resolve and um edited this five minute video so i'm averaging about one minute one minute of footage per hour which uh frankly i think i made pretty good time (laughs) knowing knowing what my skill sets at, but yeah, I think that's almost done and I'm hoping that everything goes well and we'll show that video and it'll be a, an encouragement to the church and just a reminder of why they were praying and, um, you know, encouraging young adults to attend this retreat. So it, it's been a, it's been kind of a, a busy day, but it's been a good, a good one. You know, that's sort of the next natural step for
1: us as a podcast <laughs> is to move from audio to also including video So maybe the Lord is opening up these opportunities so that he's preparing you (laughs) for the next season of our podcast. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there, John. We didn't talk about this earlier, but, you know, for our listeners, if they would like to have a video, uh, what's what's the term for a video podcast?
0: I don't know. A vodcast? I don't know. Sure. If that's what people want, then, John, you got to step up and that's what we're going to give them. I'm going to have to work on my my editing time, because for a 35 minute episode, I don't want to be editing for 17 hours. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll see. (laughs) We'll cross that bridge, I guess, if that's what the people want, then we'll think about it. All right. But yeah. But other than that, it's been a good week. Like you said, it's um, it's Lunar New Year or I guess for the purpose of this podcast, we probably can just specifically say Chinese New Year's um, this week. And so that's always a good time you know i i wish i could have spent it with my family they're spread all over um, you know like my siblings are in chicago my mom's uh, in hong kong so we didn't get to do that but i did get to spend um good times with some friends and actually had dinner with a few passer friends and our guest tonight uh hosted this dinner and so we also had hot pot and hung out together and so i'm excited to uh, welcome back our guest tonight Uh, Josh Chang. Josh is the youth and young adult pastor at Grace Chinese Alliance Church in Concord. And he was actually one of our earliest guests on the podcast. Um, And so he is very familiar to this podcast. And um, actually, you know, we've probably talked about him quite a bit because Josh is the one that comes up with all of our social media graphics. And he has been working hard as a uh, basically an unpaid intern for us. Um, slash director of social media, but, um, or no, director of design, I guess, is technically his, <laughs> his title slash unpaid intern. Uh, but Josh, it's good to have you back on the podcast. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight.
2: Yeah. Hey, John. Hey, Jalen. Thanks for having me back.
0: Josh, thank you so
1: much for all the work that you do for the podcast. And as John was saying, it's not paid. Uh, there's not a whole lot in it for you but we really appreciate the things that you do. And, you know, I, I love what you put on our social media, some great stuff. And I know the people who uh, see that and check that out, really appreciate it too. So um, keep up the great work. Thank you for, our, for all you're doing.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think uh, as you do work as friends, I think it doesn't feel as much as work, you know, so I'm, I'm happy to do it.
1: Great. We'll take that as license to just dump more stuff on you then. <laughs> um, you know, as John shared, uh, you've been on the podcast before. You are you are the third episode that we recorded. Um, but just as we start, what's what's a brief update for you? Just let us know how things are going with ministry and with life. How has how, how have things been for you in this season?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, ministry has been good. I think January. Uh, I usually set aside in between each season of ministry uh, to just rest and to prepare and and whatnot. So January was a little bit lighter, uh, but since uh, February has started, uh, really hitting the ground running. um, At the end of uh, 2021 um, at our church, uh, which is Grace Chinese Alliance Church in Concord, California, It's okay if you don't know where that is, totally fine. Um, But at the end of 2021, uh, our Chinese pastor has left. So I like to call myself the most senior pastor uh, at my church uh, because I am the only pastor at my church. Um, And so that has come with a few new responsibilities and whatnot. And as you know, um, being a transplant here in the Bay Area there's always a good mixture of ministry blessings but then also homesickness uh, just because you need a place where uh, you can uh, just be you and and not uh, really worry about ministry and then something that's new a new opportunity just uh, as a, a single pastor is that uh, I have the opportunity to, Assistant coach for boys volleyball at a local high school um, for one of the high schools that uh, one of my students is at. Uh, And so I think it just gives me an opportunity to be a part of the community and to uh, work and operate outside of the church as well. And so, yeah, those are just a few things uh, that have been. uh, a part of my ministry and a part of my life uh, over the past couple of months.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, uh, right before this, right before we started re- recording this, actually, Jalen was telling me that one of his, his boys has just joined the uh, school volleyball team. So maybe uh, maybe you can give him some pointers or something off, off the air um, later on. But, you know, this new, like, as you were saying earlier that you are right now um i don't think you wanted this but you are the only pastor on staff and so i know what it's like to go through seasons when we have to fly solo um you know in some ways it's nice because you get to set your own schedule and do things how you want to but it's also can be tough because it can be a pretty lonely place um but i know that you know because of the fact that you are you know, I guess, as you said, the most senior pastor on staff now, um, you've actually been given a, a new opportunity this year. And, and that's actually the thing that we wanna talk with you about tonight. Um, and so, I don't know, Josh, if you wanna share a little bit about this opportunity that you've been given um, serving on your board and how that came about, and maybe how has that changed your perspective on, on the church uh, because of it?
2: Yeah, so, <clears throat> Just because there were not just uh, in terms of pastoral leadership uh, transitions there, but there was leadership transition within our board as well. Um, and that being, we have terms that amount of terms that um, uh, board members or elders um, right now, we, we have a board, uh, a governing board, I should say. We have term limits to how many terms that you can serve consecutively and that's just so that there's a good rotation of leaders and voices that are speaking into the the life and the direction of the church. Um, And also just to prevent any sort of burnout or you know people holding on to power or whatever. Uh, And and so. Uh, One of the roles that I have stepped into because of these transitions uh, is uh, I am now uh, chairing the board, uh, our our governing board. And so I'm not doing it alone, Uh, thankfully I have a kind of co-chair or assistant chair uh, that helps me handle a lot of the uh, more administrative heavy tasks. But yeah, this is one of those new things uh, that I have stepped into. And just to answer your second question, how has this changed my perspective on um, ministry or how I view the church? Um, It has really made me think about how I I lead and, and how I facilitate and how I walk alongside those who are older than me um and it's not the first time that i have been the youngest in a particular ministry context but this is this has been really different in the sense that uh, i am working with leaders who are may not only just be like different culturally but you know they're a different generation as well. Um, I'm working with, with older adults who are, you know, around or at least, uh, twice my age. Uh, and so, uh, in that sense, it can be uh, a little bit intimidating and it's, and as I, I like to, you know, use my, as a youth and young adult pastor, uh, Yeah, not just thinking about youth and young adults and and uh, creating like an environment and like fostering and developing youth and young adults. I'm also having to think about uh, how can I do that also for uh, those who have lived more life than I have.
1: Yeah, I kind of wanted to get uh, maybe just a little bit of, of background uh, you kind of hinted at it already, but what's sort of the makeup of the board? Like, who who are these people that, that we're talking about? Like, you mentioned there's elders, um, different congregations. Can you just share a little bit about that first?
2: Yeah, so our context, uh, we are a smaller Chinese church. And so we only have two congregations, one being English and then the other being Cantonese. Um, and it's actually been a while since we had, uh, an elder, elder board, I should say that. Um, and, um, yeah, we simply do not have enough spiritually mature, uh, leaders that can, that can lead as elders. And so we have a governing board, and so it's a really interesting mix in terms of hey, we have um, kind of these management facility administrative um, agenda items that we need to approve and and go through. And that is mixed and intermingled with, hey, what is the direction of our church? Like in terms of, you know, what's, what's what's the direction that we want to head in? What are the things that we want to emphasize or focus on? Uh, just in our fellowships and small groups and worship times. And so that has been uh, really interesting. And so that's kind of the context. And so uh, thankfully we do have a good mix. Um, and I should say an even mix of male and female, English and Cantonese. Uh, and so that is totally a God thing. Um, just in, in, in terms of leading with older adults Um, having a good and an even demographic uh, makes it makes it more balanced and and uh, easier to deal with. It would have been a lot more difficult if, say, yeah, the English congregation had more leaders on the board or the Chinese congregation had more leaders on the board or whatnot. Um, And so, yeah, that is the context um, that I am serving it.
1: Yeah. And that makes things tricky, obviously, when you have two different congregations and when you have different generations as well, you, you know, you mentioning that there's there's board members who are twice your age and certainly that can be intimidating. What's, what are some things that you've done to try and help these different board members who are from different congregations, who have different languages, who are from a different generation, how do you help them listen to one another well? Because I'm sure that's part of your responsibility as you chair this board.
2: I think the biggest thing uh, that, um, that that I do is that, for sure, I need to lead and, and, and lead by example. Uh, I need to be a good listener. I need to ask the right questions um, and, um, you know, There, there have been times that, you know, (laughs) I, I maybe want to yell in frustration and, and maybe I do that in my head, but then I have to step back, take a deep breath and, you know, say a quick prayer, uh, and, and then have the humility, uh, to think, you know, what am I missing here and, and how can I respond in in truth and love, um, And so I think first being that example, because I don't know if that has always been an example that has been set by boards in the past or or leaders in the past at this church, uh, just as I have been an observer. And so I think for me to be younger and to display that. Uh, I think that's very important for them. And the other thing is that I find them I, I find and I observe that each side uh usually wants to have their 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 voice. They they want to have their input and whatnot. Sometimes it can take really long and um You know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, how how long is this gonna take for everybody to say their peace of mind? But um, it it, it's in in terms of listening, it's 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 repeating and reiterating and and making sure that each side is understood and they feel like they're listened to and and that they're not being brushed off or whatever. And then in a sense, bring it together and, and saying. Hey, here's what I heard, you know, this, you know, I hear you, I understand you. And uh, this is what I've heard in terms of both sides. And here is here are some of the options that we can uh, move forward in, you know, uh, that is considering like, you know, and and even just biblically, like, here's what we can do, because a lot of times. Uh, I find that there, have been, there has been a lot of talk or there has been you know, a lot of people sharing their opinions and then we're kind of stuck at a deadlock position um, and, and not really moving anywhere. And so uh, having, having the role of facilitating and, and guiding alongside is, is really, really important uh, in that sense where, uh, it's, it's not that every side, like one side will get their way or whatnot, but it's like, Hey, here's what we can pursue. Um, yeah, so, so, so that's what I've found that I've had to do, uh, in terms of helping people to listen and and to understand, uh, especially in the board context. I don't know. What are, what are some of your guys' experience yeah, you know, I think that's
1: that's a great um, what you just said about you know re-saying what you've heard, and kind of asking again, is this what you said? I heard this. Um, being a leader by example and listening, I think that's a, those are those are great. Like general, just sort of like listening, those are how we should be good listeners, anyways, right? And I was going to ask John, you know, just as you kind of threw it back to us, um, you know, John, you and I have served on different boards and different um, in, in different capacities as leaders. Mm-hmm. What are some ways? Uh, especially in the Chinese church, uh, the Chinese heritage church context, that you have worked to help people listen to one another well, particularly on a board or on a team that is comprised of different generations, different cultures, different languages.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I'll, I'll just preface this by saying I don't know if I did it particularly well uh, as far as helping each other to listen. But like you said, I did serve on um, the elder board at uh, when I was at WCAC and currently at my church now, I'm in a different role and um, have, I guess, uh, not been invited to serve in that capacity. Um, and so most of my experience is from a few years ago. Um, but one of the things that I distinctly remember as being a challenge in, you know, in, in serving on an on a elder board, which typically is well you know elder board governing board usually it's the highest level of authority and leadership in the church and um i think in the chinese heritage church often it's not a place where younger um, pastors maybe especially from the english congregation or or from youth are not typically invited into that space and so um i remember one of the challenges that i had was Even feeling like, you know, do I have a seat at this table? And when I was invited to that seat at the, uh, to have a seat at the table, how did I handle that new responsibility or that, that invitation to now lead? Uh, Because I think there were a lot of times when I wanted to do it in a certain way or had a very set, you know, impression of this is what I have to do or the way that I have to do it. And realizing that when you're working with different people from different congregations, you you just really need to have a sensitivity to um, what they're thinking and what they're saying um, and be able to kind of interpret things uh, that may not be directly communicated to you. Um, I mean, some of it is a language barrier, some of it's a cultural barrier, but I think just in general, um, you know, learn, have it, I had to learn to both listen well, but also clearly communicate what I was feeling or thinking. Um, because I felt like sometimes that I think that was probably the place where we had the most, you know, uh, tension or conflict and not like full blown conflict, but just tension or confusion was when things were not clearly communicated uh, or were not communicated well. So, so actually I remember, you know, kind of like what you were saying just now, Josh, about almost having to summarize sometimes like resummarize what I felt like some of the other leaders were saying, because whether it was language barrier or, you know, maybe even a cultural barrier, um, I just felt like it was important for us to all be on the same page with understanding what everyone was saying. And I did feel that there were times that it was my role um, to kind of interpret something and then repackage it in a way that everyone could understand well. Um, Because not everyone, at least on the board that I was on, not everyone was a Native English speaker, and not everyone on the board were native Chinese speakers, and so there was cross-cultural communication that had to take place. Um, Whether or not I really helped us do that, that I don't know, but um, I do remember that being one of the challenges. What about for you, Jalen? I I think you've served on, you know, at a board level, probably at multiple churches at this point, right? At least in the last two, yeah, yeah. And I, I would echo probably a lot of what you guys are
1: already saying, and I would add that I think as you kind of go through these different boards and learn the different leaders in your church, you get a sense of the personality of these individual people as well. And like you said, Josh, earlier, some people just want to share their opinion. They just have something they want to say. They just want to voice uh, what they think or what they believe. And once they get it out, they might be very willing to accept a different opinion or a different perspective or go with a different decision that they might have not initially have wanted. It was just that they wanted to get their voice out. They just wanted to share their opinion. And that's something I think that you can learn as you get to know some of these leaders. And I think that might be helpful to, to find out outside of those meetings, right? As you grow in your relationship with some of these leaders, you get a sense of this is how they communicate. This is how they listen. This is how they want to share what they want to share. And so I've I've learned to be a careful observer of the leaders that I'm Uh, serving alongside so that I get a better sense of how can I best support what they're doing? How can I best help the rest of our board understand what this person is saying or what their needs are? And I I think when that happens, it's, it's just healthier for the, for the entire team. Right. And it does give everybody a sense of, okay, my voice is being heard and I can share my opinions opinions and I can share my thoughts. And, you know, John, I think, Certainly when there is that, like you're saying, that challenge in language, uh, when things are maybe not translated or they don't come across exactly well, you know, it is important to, to re-ask and say, did you mean this or is this what you had said? And, and in those ways, um, certainly I, I think uh, we, can, we, can, we can listen to, no, to one another well. You kind of touched on this, John, um, and, and for maybe both of you guys, John and Josh, What are some ways that you've kind of helped bridge those cultural misunderstandings or those cross congregational, uh, maybe conflicts that happen inevitably, because let's be honest, right? We're, we're going to have conflict uh, at at the board level. There's going to be a difference of opinion. There's going to be decisions that some people and some congregations are not happy with. So what have you done? What are some ways that you kind of help bridge those cultural conflicts or cultural misunderstandings.
0: Yeah, you know, I think for me I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Um but just recognizing that sometimes the conflict comes because you know because in the way that things are communicated, you end up hearing more of like this is their position or their view, but what you lose, I find sometimes what is lost when things are being translated or if you're communicating cross-culturally is the heart behind why, you know, people feel so strongly about what they do. And again, like, I'll just say this, you know, I was a little, I was not much younger, but I was younger than I am now when I um, was on the board. and, And I don't think I did things perfectly or particularly well. Um, but in hindsight, if I would look back at that time, I think I just recognize, you know, how important it was for, for us at a board level to really dig into what's the heart behind, you know, the positions or the viewpoints that all these different people are having. Um, because when you're making decisions for the church, it's one thing to communicate what you want to do or what you think we should do. But it's I think it's more important to really get at what's the heart behind it. like like, why do we feel like this is where God is leading us? You know, how, how is the gospel, how is the heart of Jesus being reflected in, in what we do as a church? And, you know, I, I like to think that if we are able to dig down into that, then we can have a lot more agreement, you know, when there is conflict. Because oftentimes the, the conflict is in the methodology, in how we do accomplish something. But you realize that that, you know, at a heart level, my hope is that, you know, you and your team are, you know, are going to um, be on the same page and have the same heart and the same vision. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, again, I guess looking back at my time serving on that board, um, you know, our church was going through a lot of different things at the time. and And there were points when I felt like I had to step into certain leadership roles that maybe I was not specifically invited into, but because there was a vacuum, um just had to do that and uh had to learn how to navigate those things and i think with it came conflict and tension and you know um yeah i'm thankful for those experiences because i really felt like i learned from them but what about you josh you know what what do you feel like have been ways that you've helped to you know um bridge the gap between different cultural groups or Um, kind of speak into any conflict or tension that you've experienced
2: this is just a thought that had popped into my head was was the fact that yeah why do these conflicts and tensions like come up and i think yeah part of it is not understanding the heart behind the what or the how um and i think it's also because uh people just really care about the church. Um, And that's something that we sometimes forget uh, is that, oh, the reason why we have such, you know, heated discussion or, or, or whatnot is because we all really care about the people in our church and and what we do. And, and so we, we all see it as very important. Um, And so, just as I was thinking about that, I was like, I think it's important um, just going in, especially as somebody who's younger. And and this is even something that I communicated to my board is that, yeah, I'm, I'm a pastor. And so I would hope that, you know, you know, you would respect my, my calling um, and the ways that God has called me and and gifted me. But at the same time, I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. Um, and, you know, and, and we're all human and we're all going to make mistakes. And, and, and the thing is uh, how, how are we going to move forward from that and how are we going to work together through those things? And, um, one of the encouragements that I had from my board is like, however long that we get to serve together and that we get to journey in this way together. Um, yeah, let's, let's finish well. Um, let's, let's see it through to the end. Let's find solutions. Let's find common ground. Let's, let's find ways that we can work together um, instead of focusing on the things that, you know, could divide us and, and could tear us apart. And even as we go through those, those hardships or, or those conflicts or those difficulties, um, that uh, we have this mindset of we're gonna do this together, whether we like it or not, you know, there's gonna be some personal sacrifice. there's 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 gonna be times when I have to yield and there's gonna be times that as a board, we're gonna have to seek God together like really intentionally and really passionately so that, we are absolutely sure that like for for a decision that we have to make or a direction that we have to head in that 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 is where we're going and that's where together we're going to go whether we personally like it or not
0: yeah you know and something that I just would add to that is if if I really look back at my time um at WCAC and serving on the board you know I I think I joined joined the board probably around the time I turned 30 and so You know, I mean, in my mind, that's pretty old, but maybe compared to some of the other members of our elder board, uh, that was quite a bit younger. And I think there were times when I looked, you know, because I was the youth pastor. And so I didn't necessarily think of the other elders that I was serving with as people that I had to pastor. You know, I think it was easy for me to kind of get into this mentality that like they're mature, you know, maybe more fully formed than the youth that I was used to working with. And so when they did something that I felt like was, you know, um, that I disagreed with, you know, I, to me, it was like, almost this thing of like, well, why would you think that? Or why would you approach something in that way? But then I think I'm being reminded that our responsibility as pastors and our pastoral calling, even if we may be serving in, age-specific ministries really is to the whole church. It's not just to just the youth or just the young adults, you know, or just a certain congregation are calling us to pastor and lead well and to disciple people. And I think even at the board level, there are probably opportunities for us to, you know, where we have to shape the people that we're working with um, and help shape them. And, And I think not to shape them in a way that you know, so that they'll just be yes men, or do everything that we say, but to really point them to Jesus, right, and shape them in the way of, in the way of Jesus, in the way of the cross, and um, I wish that was something that I had known when I first stepped into that role, because I think it might have helped me view certain things differently, as rather than this is an area of disagreement, this is an area of discipleship, right, of I can speak into this, Uh, and, and I really feel like that's something that I've, you know, um, now, you know, six, seven years later, um, I'm seeing it in other places, seeing other pastors doing that well, you know, um, and wishing that I had, could go back in time and kind of relearn or redo some of those moments, uh, with a slightly different perspective.
2: Yeah. So the, the thing that that came to mind for me is, is that more, more than what we do and and the things that we accomplish and and the things that, you know, you know, the the decisions that we make, what's more important is how we do it. Um, You know, are we, you know, gracious and loving in the way that we communicate? Um, Are we, yeah. Are we willing to, you know, be patient and, and understanding and, and are we willing to listen and and I think those things communicate a lot more and um yeah show you know the kind of leaders that you would you know want and and that you would hope to shape and and the example that you want to set I think that is way more important than oh hey we you know pulled off this event or you know our Bible studies did really great this year or, or whatever, those are good things. But I, I think that like, as you are intentionally walking with this group, what's more important is how you run your meetings and, and how, and how you lead together and how you work together as a team. That's, that's in my mind, I feel like that's more important as you're walking with that group.
1: You know, in in your role, as you've, serve as the board chair i think it gives you an opportunity to kind of see to, to pull the veil back right to kind of peek behind the curtain in this role as a board chair as you serve on you know as people serve on boards you get a, a you get to see if a front row seat of ministry in a different way and that can be very that can be disheartening right as you kind of see some of the inner workings but that can be also very uh, life-giving, uh, hope-giving and joy-giving as you've kind of served in this role. Now, what are some things, uh, that you've experienced that's given you more hope or more joy for the Chinese heritage church because of what you've, what you've seen and you've done here?
2: Yeah, I think one of the hopes, uh, that I have, uh, for, for the church that I'm serving in is that, and I don't know if this applies to to any other context, but it's like if we take any steps together as leadership and and as this team and as this board, um, that in in and of itself, like in my mind, is a celebration because that is God opening doors. That is. God working in hearts, and and that is, um, you know, a tangible, you know, you know, experience of, of God's hand at work. Um, because, yeah, there there are so many differences, um, and and even for myself, it's like some people consider me like, oh, you're not Chinese enough because you're you don't do this or, or or whatnot and so i think if anything that we do together or anything that we pursue together and and that would give me hope and that would give me joy is that we're pursuing god together and you know we're pursuing his presence we're pursuing you know scripture and and we're really looking and developing that in our own hearts as well as for the hearts that um were and, and and people that we're serving and so that that would be one of my hopes and joys just as uh I walk through this upcoming season is are we are we doing this well are we pursuing God well are we um yeah being Christ like and, and pursuing each other well as well
0: yeah that's a that's a great word Josh and you know something that that I That I'm hoping for you, you know. I know that that's your desire, but I think that's all of our hearts for you as you lead that team and lead that board um, and see where God is taking your church. Um, You know, our our time is starting to run out, so we just want to wrap it up as usual with our last question. But what would just be one piece of advice or encouragement that you would give to someone that's currently serving in the Chinese Heritage Church?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you this, the same, uh, words that I gave to my board, like whatever season of ministry that you are in and, and, um, whether you feel like it is, uh, more breezy or, you know, more difficult that, um, yeah, for, for this leg of the journey, I, uh, my advice is just to finish well, um. I think it's very easy to, and even for myself, it's like it's easy to get frustrated, It's easy to get discouraged, um, uh, in in ministry, and and so wherever you're at, finish well, you know, you know, work through those difficulties, you know, uh, and and not in the sense where it's like. Hey, like, oh yeah, you just got to put your head down and and just go at it. But obviously, rest well and and take care of yourself well. But also, um, yeah, don't give up on the people that you're serving and, and don't give up on the teams and and the opportunities that you are given. Um, seek to do the best that you can do um, with you know the cars that you are given in that sense, uh, so that. Um, yeah when when you do finish that season or or your time of ministry at a particular place that in your conscience you can say hey i gave it my all i gave it my best um and even if this this particular season didn't last or you know it comes to an end that um you can look back at it you can celebrate it you can um Uh, tell stories about it and, and hopefully encourage uh, the next generation and, and, um, and leaders uh, to do the same. It's a good word. Thank you, Josh, for joining us. We really appreciate
1: your insight and your thoughts. And we hope it's a blessing for our listeners. Yeah, thanks for having
0: me. Thanks, Josh. That's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Bamboo Pastors podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review us and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the Chinese church. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Pastors. See you next time.